0: this is the gary v audio experience
1: gary it's been a huge pleasure to have you for the first time here in brazil
0: thank you very much
1: yes we have a huge outing audience here with businessmen people from from marketing people uh, from self-development yes and uh for us to start one thing i think is uh, very important is uh, most of the guys also know uh, your story yes but tell me a little more uh, for when what what was the exact moment you start creating yes uh, this uh, huge content yes on the internet I know you start on YouTube one of the the first guys you know uh, to monetize you know, to make money through YouTube yes uh, but tell a little about your story.
0: You know I I was a very entrepreneurial kid uh-huh. um, always creative always focused on signs when I was selling lemonade when I was selling baseball cards when I was helping my dad's liquor store, I didn't, you know, only recently did I realize I was creative, uh-huh. but in hindsight, I was always making signs. I always thought that was being a salesman, but in reality, I was doing marketing and I was doing creativity. And then, and then it was a website, and I spent a lot of time being creative with the website. And then it was advertising on Google AdWords and email, and I was doing copy. Okay. And I didn't realize all these things, they just thought like the thing you would do to sell. I didn't think of it as a profession, or as a concept, for me it was sales and businessman, not creative, uh-huh. not content. Uh, and then YouTube came along, and I saw it very early on. Eric Kastner, uh, my, how old were you at I, that moment? At that moment, I was 29. 29. And and then just turned 30. And my first video was when Wine Library TV was three months after I turned 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in front of a camera, just like this, with a, three bottles of wine. I I did a video, it was the first time time I ever done a video in any shape or form, and uh, it felt right. I remember as soon as it was over, you know, a couple hours later it was on YouTube. Uh, YouTube was very small back then. Not a lot of views. It was like the beginning of YouTube. But we had a big email service, and you know, it was funny back then, when you made videos on YouTube, you didn't think about them being watched on YouTube. They gave you an embed code And you would take the code, and you would put it on your site. Uh So I sent an email to the people that buy wine to Wine Library. We hosted it for a little while, then eventually I made a Wine Library TV site. But we would spend real money building sites to embed YouTube videos back then. Uh, And that became the process. Several months later to about a year later, Twitter started getting very hot. Uh I became very aggressive on Twitter. And that, and that was it. Then the, the cat was out of the bag. That was the beginning of what has me sitting here. Um, from that moment on, except for a very small period between 2011 and 2013 where I did very limited content okay. because I was so head down on building VaynerMedia, basically over the last 13 years, except for maybe a two year soft period, I've been producing content very aggressively on the internet. Nice.
1: And imagine nowadays a lot of people are producing content on the internet. Uh, here in Brazil is the same. Uh, what tips could you give to these people because uh, the market now is very aggressive. It's hard for you, for example, to get audience as we as uh, it, got a, in the past. As,
0: you know? it, as it should be. Like anything, if you're the first, uh-huh. you're going to, and it's, and you're right, oh, yeah, it's sure. like real estate. If you're first and you're right, you make the most. Uh huh. And so, Audience development is hard now on platforms that are mature. It's hard to develop audience oh, yeah, because now when it's mature, you have to be the best, not the first. Mm-hmm. And most people aren't the best or in the top 5%. Today, somebody in you know in Southern Brazil can start an Instagram account and in a year be number one. Oh yeah, sir. But she or he has to be tremendous. The prettiest, the smartest, the funniest, the most strategic or the biggest expert in sparkling wine from Brazil, the biggest expert on new fashion trends. Mm -hmm. Or she or he can take a different strategy and decide to become the leader of the first people on TikTok Uh or the first people on a new medium. So you're either first or you're best and I don't feel any sympathy or, or sadness for anybody who cries about it's hard to build an audience, because I wanna remind everybody who's watching, when you say that you wanna build a big audience, (laughs) what you're really saying is that you wanna live a 1% life. I wanna live a life where I get to do whatever I want and make enough money to be happy. Uh That's extremely hard. Very few people achieve that in their lives. So I think the audacity to want to be an influencer, Mm -hmm. or a content producer who makes a living off of that, I think people need to be reminded it's not so easy. Uh It's not supposed to be easy. Wait, wait to Instagram starts to decline. You know how many, you know, maybe four or five years ago a lot of the marketers will remember Facebook pages stopped getting as many people seeing it organically, and everybody cried. But that was a lot of business people. Mm Instagram is almost everybody. Oh yeah, sure. And when Instagram starts declining in a year or two or six months or three years, a lot of people are gonna be in trouble for not diversifying into podcasting, Mm -hmm. into LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. into YouTube, into TikTok, into Twitter, or into anything that's emerging.
1: Nice, and uh, talking about markets, imagine a lot of people are creating this content, and I understand that it's very important you have uh, kind of a pool of different sources of uh, 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 sending information to people, uh, in your concern comparing for example US uh, with Latin America what are the uh, uh, which are yes uh, the main markets which are the markets that you feel is very warm and people
0: should invest in from a macro global perspective versus in a platform macro global perspective well I think South, f- South America and Asia mm-hmm. are actually the most interesting markets because the maturity of the big companies spending money in the platforms uh-huh. is lower okay. it is Ads in Brazil on Facebook and Instagram are a better deal than they are in America Oh yeah sure
1: yeah I can see that because I, I buy a lot of media it, uh, here is cheaper than when I buy for example some uh, advertisement in the US perfect perfect yeah that is the answer No no so
0: cool. South America and Asia have scale uh-huh. there's a lot of people it's not Greenland it's not Iceland you yes, know there's people and the price is underpriced uh-huh you know business perspective. Uh, I apologize. Where I'm actually, actually I want to bring value. Uh-huh. The place I'm seeing my best results right now is the Middle East. Middle East. Middle East is very inexpensive on Instagram and I'm building very quick awareness for me or any business I'm involved in.
1: What about Far East, for example? Vietnam, Yes. these countries also.
0: S- Southeast Asia.
1: Yes, 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 perfect. As
0: a whole. Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia. Very, very good. Uh-huh.
1: And for example, that's the first time you're coming to Brazil. Yes. Uh, do you have, for example, some uh, intent to invest in Brazil, bring your agency, for example? Yes. And why?
0: Uh, because I want to be everywhere.
1: Okay, and why you want to be everywhere?
0: Because I want to win.
1: <laughs> Quick answer.
0: <laughs> it's a, you know, I, I want to build the biggest business I can build. Okay. And the biggest business I can build includes every place in the world, from Africa to Southeast okay. Asia to, now where exactly, so for example, in the media business that I run, Brazil has unique laws where media and creative have to be together. Uh-huh. So I have to decide, is it Brazil? Is it Argentina? Is it Colombia, where a lot of culture and music is coming from that I'm interested in? Mm-hmm. So I haven't decided where Vayner Media's office is gonna be. Perfect. The biggest businesses are here, yeah, so but, the, for example, should... but, but the restrictions on media and creative having to be together, which is unlike any other part of the world,
1: okay.
0: is something that I have to be thoughtful about.
1: Nice, nice, nice. So cool. And uh, imagine you have some—you have three tips for Brazilians to succeed in their business. Which are these three tips?
0: I think self-awareness.
1: Self-awareness. Okay.
0: I think the biggest issue right now is that people are delusional or not Uh self-aware. They think they're just, I mean, the amount of kids that come up to me in the street and say they're gonna build a billion dollar company, I mean, it's just talk, you know? Uh, Self-awareness, what makes you happy? Just having more followers or more money does not make people happy. Being, liking what you do always makes people happy. You know, not being embarrassed of your insecurities Mm -hmm. is what makes people happy. So. You know, are you a creator? Are you an actor? Are you a winemaker or you know, who are you? <laughs> and and I'm always fear as my popularity grows that a lot of the kids that watch me or not even the kids, everyone starts to try to be like me. And that the only the only thing that anybody should be like me in is that I was confident enough and patient enough to actually be myself, which at the time in 2006 when I hit the scene, in 2009 when I really hit the scene, cursing was very frowned upon. Dressing casual was very frowned upon. Yeah. I didn't look, the amount of people that would say you look like I'm a, you, no, look, like, you no. look great. <laughs> but, but in reverse, in 2009, I would get hundreds of emails. You look like a bum, nobody's gonna take you seriously if you don't wear a suit. Yeah,
1: Things that make correct.
0: people laugh right now but that was my life. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about football, my, American football, I know where I am. <laughs> uh, you know, don't, don't, t- don't talk about, don't talk about, you know, don't talk about this. You want the best one? Mm. Which one? In 2009, when I started making business content, more than half of the comments that I got hmm. were for me not to talk about business because I should, life, I, mean? I should only stick to wine because that's what I know. Whoa. You know, that is probably, you know, I just said it for the first time, this clear. I see D Rock in the background making notes. That I might not have something better to say right now than that. That more than half the people that commented on my content in 2009 made snarky comments that I should stay in my lane, that I'm just the wine guy, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I think that would be very good for, advice for a lot of people, because I know for fact, because I get so many DMs, the amount of people who no longer want to be posting what they're posting on Instagram, but because they were funny and a comedian, but now they're a serious business person. They used to be a model, but now they want to talk about their vegan food business. They used to be a business, serious businessman, mm-hmm. but now they want to be a comedian. There's a lot of people, but they're scared because the first time they post something else, especially people that are attractive. I feel a lot of empathy towards people who are attractive. They, they their self-worth and their likes come from being attractive, Uh then they try to make one post about something else and it doesn't get as many likes and they feel insecure and they'd rather get likes than be happy, which is crazy. So my biggest advice, number one, is self-awareness. Number two, make. Make it. Make. Mm -hmm. Everyone's thinking, they're working towards it, they're looking for their videographer, all these bullshit excuses to not make. (laughs) People come up with a yeah, hundred like excuses. They're insecure, they're Nobody scared, knows. they deep down don't think they can achieve what they're saying they're gonna achieve, and so they're not making. And number three is patience. Yeah. I cannot understand how people think that in a week, or in a month, or even in a year, they're gonna be so famous, oh, yeah. and so rich, and so it's, it's, it's a delusional, and so patience.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, A difficult question now. Please. Yes? Uh, Imagine there's a question, you'd love somebody to ask you, but nobody ever has asked you this question. Which is this question? And please answer that.
0: I'm happy to answer it, but I want to do what I do in every interview, which is give you the truth, which is the following. I, any question I wanted to be asked of me, I would give that story and take control of the narrative. If there was something I wanted to talk about, I would make videos okay, talking perfect. about it. When I answer questions, I'm there to answer somebody's question. Let me give you the reverse. Okay. The amount of people that come up to me that are my friends or around me that say, Gary, you know, I'll do a keynote. Like today, uh-huh, 30 right, questions. Right today, yeah. and, and you'll come to me and you'll say, Gary, aren't you tired? You know, because you've watched, aren't you tired of people asking you the same question? The answer is no. It's their question.
1: <laughs>
0: right now, today on Friday in Brazil, that's the question they want to ask of me. Perfect. And if they need affirmation, or if they need justification, or if they need the clip to show their mother, see, Gary said so, I don't care. When I'm being asked questions, I'm there for them, not for me. It's impossible for me to be selfish on a question. If I, wanna, if I want somebody to ask me something, I'm gonna ask myself something and put it out to the fucking word. You know, like, I don't need that. So it's a, it's a great question. And I'll tell you why it's a great question. I believe most people, when they produce content, Actually, are not bringing value to the audience. They are actually PRing themselves. Course, I yeah, promise yeah. you, right? Mm-hmm. And you re, and I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why you reacted like that. Because you know right now mm-hmm. that sometimes you bring in somebody and you get frustrated with the presentation because uh-huh. you're like, sure he's doing a press release for themselves. Oh yeah, sure. You know, I come here today and I'm completely focused, like laser focused today on those 90 minutes on stage today how do I bring the most value to those 2,000 people knowing a lot of them already know what I have to say, oh, yeah? knowing some of them don't even like me and they're going there because their friend wants to come and knowing some percentage doesn't know who I am. How to mix that all in, that's how I think about
1: Nice, nice. And uh, uh, I've been bringing people from US, from Europe to Brazil, also to make connections, yes. Yeah? And uh, I've been learning a lot with people like you, with people like Richard, which is coming for my next event, for example, yes. I've been uh, uh, creating this connection all over, and also here in Brazil. What do you think about connections? What's the importance of connections uh, to succeed
0: uh, in business? I think it's one of the biggest variables. Yeah. I think the tricky part for somebody as dynamic as you, and there's a you in many markets. Okay, yeah. Because I've met them, because I live the life I now live. It's Connections are the most important. Mm-hmm. The problem is, most people have a difficult time of how to find a balance of giving and taking.
1: Perfect, perfect. And a lot of right? people- uh, Yeah, yeah, I feel that you know. here. And uh, most of the people I also bring to Brazil, they start connecting to some businessmen here in Brazil. And at the same point, uh, these guys who got connected to you, for example, they want only to, take value to their their selves, not give value, yes?
0: 95 to 98% of the interactions I have in the world, Uh whether it's disguised Uh or whether it's transparent, is somebody asking for something.
1: Yeah. They always want to take something. You
0: know how many people offered to drive me from the airport to this event today? Hmm. A hundred. They didn't want to drive me. Uh They wanted me to sit in their car and answer their questions and give them advice. (laughs) That's, that's, uh, by the way, I'm honestly, on the record, I'm fine, I'm flattered. (laughs) I'm flattered that people admire or have interest or see value in me. Mm -hmm. I just also am aware it's happening, which means 90% of the time I'm happy to give it. I'll give it but I also know that that's the beginning of our relationship and any relationship that give that starts with you taking means you do not have the leverage okay
1: last question uh one of the last in fact uh did you have mentors if yes who were your mentors and do you recommend a book that you read and you think oh this is the book you should read
0: I'm, I'm smiling because I'm watching D. Rock laugh because it's a this is a very funny question because you asked really? both yeah you asked two things that I think are interesting because I don't learn the way most people learn okay yeah and so most people learn through books and mentors uh-huh. and I don't I think I've read seven books in my life uh-huh, uh-huh. and none of like two were business books as a matter of fact one of the books I read was about three G the yeah. great private equity built out of Brazil so that's fun uh no, I don't have a mentor. Obviously, I admire my father. He came to America with yeah. nothing. I admire him. and in, you know, But, but I would be, it would be disingenuous for me to say my dad was my mentor. I spent most of my childhood telling my dad he was doing things wrong, <laughs> uh, more so than taking on. Though he taught me things, including probably the most important thing I needed to learn at 14. I was so good at selling, I was so good with words, that in my childhood, I was full of shit. I would do anything to sell. Mm-hmm. And I think that my dad, in a lot of ways, saved me from not being the people I make fun of today, um, because pff, you never lie, you don't, do, you know, you do the right thing, da da da. So, but no, my mentor actually is is all of you. Okay. I spend all my time not reading books or looking at other business men and women. I spend all my time With reading reading your comments, needs? reading your comments. So cool. That's what I do. I read your comments, I read your comments, I read your DMs, I read your replies, and I read and I read, and that's why I'm often first or, or early mm-hmm. in talking about things that end up happening, whether it's platforms, whether it's mindset, whether it's trends, okay. I tend to be early because you see them happening in reality, not reading it from somebody else. Nice.
1: And uh, one thing I was thinking, yes, uh, there's a lot of startups here, also at the event, yeah? And uh, you are kind of an early investor of many business, yes. And you have kind of a, probably you have some procedures, some way to decide in which business you're going to invest your money.
0: I do. Yes? I do. Uh,
1: what do you do to decide? Okay, I'm going to invest in this company because you succeed a lot in many companies you already invested. And I
0: failed a lot
1: in, uh, because sorry. I'm
0: very yes, I'm, I'm very loud YouTube about research. Facebook, Twitter, okay. and Tumblr. I don't talk about the 50 to 100 okay. companies. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, actually, can you give me a favor? Can you get Phil to put together a list of all the companies that are completely out of business. I wanna make a video and just go through it. Anyway, (laughs) nonetheless, through winning and losing, Mm -hmm. here's what I now do. Mm -hmm. A, I don't invest a lot right now because I think right now it's so cool to be a founder that everyone's doing it, but they're not meant to be good at it. So that's number one. Number two, I I call it 5149. And really it's 50.1, 49.9. First, I make a decision about the person. Do I think she can do it? Do I think she can do it? And then I have to love the idea for the customer now or very soon. Those are my two ways, that's what I spend my time on. Do I think she can do it? Mm -hmm. Does she have the stomach when she gets punched in the mouth? When the market turns? Will she fold or will she triple down? And number two, do I like the idea? Do I think people, yes. do I think people want to buy pencils on the internet? You know, like, you know, so, and where I lost most of my money mm-hmm. was I loved the idea and didn't think thoughtfully enough if she or he could do it. Okay. Because, so off, because what I did, yeah. I apologize, but I want to get this thought across. I think a lot of people make this mistake. I was right about a lot of those ideas, but what I thought was what I, as an operator, would do. But I wasn't the one operating the business. Mm-hmm. And those are the mistakes I've made. Nice.
1: Okay, coming to the end. Yes, uh, some last advice uh, you think is very important for Brazilians. Yeah. Imagine they're following this video until now.
0: I think Brazilians, obviously I'm paying very close attention to this market, obviously there's political conversations in the air, there's obviously. global conversations in the air. Here's what I would say. It is, there's no debate. Because of the way the internet works, there has never been a better time to build something for yourself if you live in Brazil. Yeah. The end. Smartphones, infrastructure, dollar, everything's in place. Blockchain, Big, this also. Humongous consumer base. This is the biggest opportunity. This is actually the easiest time to build a successful business in the history of Brazil.
1: I believe
0: the same. It's just true. It's the maturity of the internet. It's the scale the internet's at and how low the cost is to get involved. So, my last piece of advice is, understand that in your head and do something about it.
1: So cool. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. I'm very happy to bring you to Brazil. I'm, to really, happy. I'm I, really happy, I I'm really happy I'm here. I hope you have an amazing experience. I know you are going to, to be here for a few
0: yeah. hours. Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, listen. When I, you're planning to come back to Brazil? I, I actually I, I I am coming back. Yeah, I so saw on my calendar, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, But you should come uh, more times here uh, also uh, to know. Look, I, uh,
0: you know? I, uh, I came here because I'm ready to start coming here more. Perfect. And so I plan on being in Brazil every year of my life.
1: Nice, nice, nice. So, thank you. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. That's all. Valeu. That's
0: all. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms, just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, Uh, because I think we all love a little cosign or a shout-out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm going to have the team give a couple of shout-outs daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away. Which were our favorites this week? Thanks so much, Gary. Today's amazing five-star review reads, Thanks so much to Gary V and his team for the blockchain, crypto, NFT education, and hyperdrive. I've dipped my toes in this area a few weeks before the launch of vFriends, and vFriends was the catalyst to deep-dive my 50 hours of homework. I'm happy to say I won't be my 1996 e-commerce mom afraid to use your credit card on the interweb. Much respect and to the moon for friends. Thank you so much for that kind review. We're glad you find so much value in this podcast. And to anybody else listening out there, if you leave us a review, you might just get shouted out in the next episode.